Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. It is God that gives us the increase. And my text is taken from 1 Corinthians 3, chapter 3. And my read is from verse 1 to 8. And I read, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able, for ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal? And walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and the other I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believe, as the Lord gave to every man. I have, a plant, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then, neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth, and he that watereth, are one. And every man shall receive his own reward, according to his own labour. Now, children of God, this is the last Sunday in the year 2023. We will not see this Sunday again. So I didn't want to get involved in the politics of verses 1 to 4. What are the politics? Children of God behaving badly and don't know how to behave themselves. And there comes segregation, there comes favoritism. What some favoured Paul, some favoured Apollos, and the immaturity. Um, what are the politics? More flesh than spiritual, infantile behaviour, juvenile behaviour, carnalities, children of God behaving and walking as mere men, envying, strife and division. So I didn't want to get into all of that as we close the year 2023. Um, I want us to roll up the behaviours that cause children of God to lose it in 2023, I want you to close, to roll up, throw them away, throw them over the precipice of 2023 and leave them there. They are the reasons why some of us didn't do so well in 2023. They are vision killers just like how we will not see year 2023 20, again.
we will not see anyone from the list that have just read in our lives again. And we must determine, children of God, that we will not see them again, those lists. Um, because they can cause, they, well, we know. That's why we didn't make it, because of the pain and some immaturity and juvenile behavior and favoritism and carnalities. So, verse 7, So then, neither is he that planted anything. This is Papa God, come, this is Apostle Paul coming in as the admonisher to the church in Corinth. And he said, So then, neither is he that planted anything, neither he that watered, but God that giveth the increase. In other words, he's just saying, Oh, I'm just a mere planter. I just hear from God, and God told me this to tell you, and I told you. Apollos heard from God. God told Apollos this to tell you, and he told you. Um, but he said, we, we're not responsible for growth. We're not responsible for, for increasing. We're not the ones that are responsible for multiplying and causing a change. We just hear it and we, we tell it to you. Yeah, so that's what where I want to focus um, as we reach the close, the last stanza in 2023. We're going to ask Papa God to do to us according to his word. He said, neither, um, then neither is he that planted anything, neither he that watereth anything, Apostle Paul says, but God that giveth the increase. And this is what he wants to do to us. We're going to focus right now on verse 7. And um, Marbith, M-A-R-B-I-T-H, is the Hebrew word for the word increase. That's our focus as we close. 2023, Marbith, is the Hebrew word for increase. And marbit meaning is greatness. Marbit means great, great number, multitude. So I want you and I to touch down in 2024 on an high. We want to touch down on marbit. Marbit is greatness, great in number, multitude. This is what a Holy Spirit has sent me to give to you. This is the how he wants you to touch down in 2024 on Marbis. Yes, he's saying to you, I want you to have greatness on your mind as you touch down in 2024. Your year of 2024 shall be great. It shall be great for you in 2024, believing by faith that it is God that giveth the increase. It's not man. It's not your friend. It's not next door neighbor. It's not Apostle Paul. It's not Apollos. It's not your pastor. It is God that giveth increase to you. So even when it is not immediate in 2024, child of God, still hold your faith. 
stand firm and hold that faith, you know, that it is God. Let that faith be your rear God. That your blessing is on its way. Because God said it. And he's not a man to lie. Or the son of man to repent. He said have I not said it. Will I not do it. It is God that says. He will. Give you. It's him that giveth you. Increase. Promotion. That's increase. Expansion. That's increase. Multiplicity. That's increase. Divine favor. That's increase. So then. Neither is he that planted anything, neither he water it, but God that give it increase. And I'm, I'm going to give you another word and I'm going to close. And it is the Greek word now, the Greek definition for increase. And the Greek definition for increase is called pleisuno. P-L-A-Y-T-H-Z-O-O-N-O, -O -O -O. right? So that's the uh, phonic side of pronouncing it. And the Greek word itself is P-L-E-T-H-U-N-O, Pluthuno, pronounced Pluthuno. Right? And pleithuno is to grow. Again, hear what the Greek says? Is to grow and to wax in height, in definition. Augment, to amplify, to heighten, to profilerate, and to enhance. Wow. That's the increase that Papa God is saying. Yes, he's the one that does the increase, the growth, the wax, the augment, the amplify, so the enemy can see you, the heightened, the profileration, and the enhancement. Again, this is what Papa God desires for us in 2024. Why? It is Papa God who is responsible for fixing and performing the increase for us. Increase on every side. Increase in our family. Increase in our career. With our career journey. Increase in our ministry journey. Business journey. Increase in our health journey. Increase in our education and education journey. Increase in our future. Increase in school journey, or your children's journey, or whatever journey that you embark, remember, it is God. So then, neither is he that planted anything, neither he that water it, but God that give it the increase. Remember this, child of God, as we touch down in 2024. What a brilliant what a wonderful word that we have. Write it in the table of your heart. That it is God that is going to take you to 2024. And it is God that is going to give increase. 
So you're not looking to man. You're not looking to your boss. You're not looking to your children. You're not looking to your bank. You're not looking to anyone but God. And he said it. Remember, hold it together. Tight. Write it on the table of your heart. That Papa God says, in 2024, I must look to him for increase. I only want to keep my faith on him. Keep your faith in, on God. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. In 2024, great things is going to happen. Keep your focus. Keep your mind set up on God. In the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you. And have a lovely new year. God bless. See you next year. Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. My teaching is entitled, Jesus is Lord. My text is taken from Luke chapter 7. My read is from verses 11 to 16. And I am reading from the New King James Version. And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bier, and they that bear him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak, and he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all, and they glorified God, saying, that a great prophet is risen up among us and that God hath visited his people. And this rumour of him went forth throughout all Judea and throughout all the region round about. And my prayer, children of God, is that Christianity, Christendom, will manifest the power of God such as this. And I believe with all my heart that this is going to take place soon. So the Bible let us know, and when the Lord saw the woman, he had compassion on her and said unto her, Weep not. And I love the read in verse 13. Um, but prior, I'm going to go off a little bit, but prior to that, Jesus was not for six, remember, when a centurion man had expressed his understanding of authority by requesting Jesus to just say the word. 
He said, don't bother yourself. Just say the word and my servant shall be healed. By the way, before I go into what I have to say to you, child of God, how is your word? He said, just say the word. How is your word? Where are you at with your word? The centurion man said, verse 18, for I am a man set on the authority. Are you on the authority? Am I, Pastor Sandra, on the authority? This man was on the authority. He was prepared. He was prepared from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet to express his authority to Jesus. He said, for I am a man set on the authority. He said, having under me soldiers, and I say unto one go, and he go it, and to another come, and he come it, and to my servant do this, and he do it it. How is your word? What is it saying? And what is it doing? And, and so this is the reason why this guy could challenge Jesus to say, um, well, not challenge, but just to express his meaning, his understanding of where he stands. He said, I tell this one to go and he goes. And you wonder what we're saying. What we're saying is something happening when we say, when we give instructions. This, this guy said, I say to one and he goes. And he go it. And the other, he tells him, come and he come it. And to my servant, he said, do this and he do it. So how is your word? How is your word? What are you saying to the enemy? And is the enemy paying you any mind? Is the enemy doing it? What are you saying to the enemy and his cohorts and his angels or the things that are happening in your house? What are you saying? Or, and, and is what you're saying, is, is anybody listening or is, is it causing a change? So the number two reason why I like this charge is how Apostle Luke was able to size the situation about the widow, how she captured the heart of Jesus and his support of her situation to assure her that he was with her. Apostle Luke speaking, verse 12, when Jesus came nigh to the gate of the city, and I like the word nigh. Nigh means I am getting close to something spectacular. Nigh means I'm getting near to something. Apostle Luke gives a breakdown of what Jesus was getting near to. He was getting near to a dead man was being carried out of the city. The dead man was the only son of this woman. And the dead man's mother was a widow. That means her husband was taken. And, much, and the Bible said much people in the city accompanied her to bury her son. And um, verse 13 said, and I love this. And when the Lord God saw her, when the Lord saw her, and this is what I came to preach or to teach children of God. Apostle of, of come, he has sent me with this little caption 
to open your eyes and my eyes to see. Apostle Luke said, when the Lord saw her. In other words, the widow did not know that the Lord was there much more to see her. But the Lord knew that he saw her. The widow, the widow was not looking for Jesus or looking at him. She did not even know Jesus had visited the city. But the Bible said Jesus made a visit. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. And he said unto her, weep not. And I like this clip because Apostle Luke did not record it. Was the name of Jesus that saw the, the woman. I like it. Neither did he record the son of man that saw the, the woman. Neither did he record Christ that saw her or the son of God that saw her or the son of man that saw her. He records the Lord, L-O-R-D. The Lord was the one who saw her. Now, the word Lord is interesting, child of God. Lord is a part of the name that answers as Jehovah Adonai. Lord is the part that is sovereign, that makes him sovereign, that makes him a class by himself, that makes him a God all by himself, that makes him, th that when he said, I was searching the whole earth, and he searched and he searched, looking for someone to cut a covenant with, and the Bible said he searched and he searched and he searched. He couldn't find anyone. And he had to cut the covenant but with himself. That's what's called suffering. And that is what's called Jehovah Adonai. The Lord, this is the part of the Lord God, Jehovah, that saw the lady. Lord is the part that speaks against the spirit that comes to rob, to steal, to kill, and to destroy, and to announce, no, you're not having this one. I have come so that you will have life, and you will have life more abundantly. It was this part of the name he told to Mary. When, uh, uh, I am the resurrection, he said. When, when Mary told him that she would see her brother again, in the resurrection. This was the part, the Lord, that says, I am the resurrection. So Jesus saw that a dead man was being carried out. And the Bible said the dead man was the only son of his mother. And the dead man's mother was a widow. And much people in the city were with her. And I came to preach the Lord. Because the enemy thinks he can do as he likes to the children of God. He thought he could get away with this one. Uh, the Bible said he took the woman's husband. He took the only son. That's how evil he is. The only son that she has uh, had. And next thing you know, he will be coming to take her out as well. But the Bible said the Lord saw her, Jesus. And once the Lord saw you or sees you, it means the devil is in trouble. Yes, the Bible said the Lord saw her 
and had compassion on her. And this is where it's because Jesus is saying, this is where it stops here. I'm sorry. This is where it's going to stop. Game is over, devil. You're not going to do this to the widow or anyone else in this in this in this um, place called Nain. This is where I, it's going to stop. Children of God need to understand how the Hebrew Bible describes who the Lord is. And it is important to look at some of the statements. The Lord is God and there is no other besides him. And this is Deuteronomy 4, 35, 39 to 40. And to you it was shown that you might know that the Lord is God. There is no other besides him. He's sovereign, exclusively God. Know therefore today and lay it to your heart that the Lord is God in heaven above and on the earth beneath. There is no other. He's only God and God alone, exclusively God. And there's no, no negotiation about it. Therefore, you shall keep his statutes and his commandments, which I command you today, that it may go well with you and with your children after you, and that you may prolong your days in the land that the Lord your God has given you for all time. The Lord is peace, Judges 6.24. The Lord is righteousness, 2 Chronicles 12, 6. Then the princes of Israel and the king humbled themselves and said, The Lord is righteous. The Lord is our shepherd. And the Lord is our shepherd. Therefore, we don't want anything. We don't need anything. I shall not want, David said. The Lord is a God of justice. Therefore, the Lord, Isaiah 30, 18. Therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you. And therefore exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. The Lord is judge, a lawgiver and king. Isaiah 33, 22. The Lord is creator. Jeremiah 33, 2. Thus said the Lord who made heaven. Who made the earth. The Lord who formed it. To establish it, the Lord is his name. This was the one that turned up on behalf of the lady in the city called Nain. The Lord is righteousness. Jeremiah 23, 6. In his day, Judah will be saved. Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Righteousness. In Exodus 34, 6, the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. And the book of 
Philippians um, stated um, in, um, in verse um, 39, I believe, um, um, that therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. To the glory of God the Father. So he was the one that touched the bier and they that bear him stood still and said, he said, and he said, young man, I say unto thee, arise, arise. Children of God, that has, that what has the enemy done to you? What has the enemy done to you? Has he put you in a brier? Has he killed your dreams? Has he put your dreams in a brier as well? Has he murdered your purpose? Your health? Has he destroyed your vision? Your career? Has he damaged your career? Has he ruined your marriage? Or ruined your ministry? Or your children? This is what he sent me to ask you. So the Bible said that he that was dead sat up and began to speak. Your career will speak again. Your dreams will speak again. He said, I must tell you, your vision will speak again. You just need to write it down, make it plain again, and run with it. Yes, run with it means just continue to pray, continue to fast as well, continue to study the word of God, continue to, sh to, to share it, run with it. Your marriage. Speak to it. If nothing is happening, speak to it. Speak to it meaning sometimes you don't need to go and speak to your husband or your wife. Go speak to it in, in a, your closet. Go speak to it. Lock yourself away. Lock yourself. Find a solitary little place and, and lock yourself away and speak to that marriage and tell Papa God this is your institution. I don't know like what is happening and begin to speak to it and tell the Lord what, how we should fix it because sometimes we want to fix the problem. We haven't got what it takes to fix the problem because physical is, might be a spiritual problem and if it's spiritual, you cannot fix it with physicality. No, you have to fix it. You have to go back to the spirit because the Bible said God is a spirit. Marriage is a spirit. Marriage is hard work. And only God can fix it sometimes. And he's capable 100% and more of fixing it. All he wants sometimes is just your little obedience. Don't say nothing to the man. Don't cuss him out. Don't say a word to him. Just go back to, to Papa God. Go back to him. Go back to him, the manufacturer. 
And say, Papa God, this is what is happening. Please, sir. Please, Papa. Present your case to him. And the same thing for the woman as well. The man as well. If the woman is acting a little bit, don't say anything to her. Sometimes don't say a word. Go back to the manufacturer. In fact, you should take the lead. That's how the Bible puts it. It's the man supposed to take the lead. You take the lead, sir. And go to the manufacturer. And help. The, and ninth, I beg, bet you, nine times out of ten, the fault is yours. I'm telling you that. And I'm telling you that from experience. And um, I had an issue with my son. My son is 38 now. So it happens quite a, a good while. And I always thought my son was the problem. And, 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 and one day, um, the Holy Spirit said to me to buy a bottle of olive oil and take it to church and um, anoint him and del deliver him. And so... I did what the Holy Spirit says and took him to church by the anointing oil. And um, as soon as I started to pray for him, and um, he was fine. He took the oil that I prayed for him. And guess who started the manifestation? Who started screaming out and, and, um, and, 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 um, and got a good deliverance? It was me. It was me, Pastor Sandra, because the Holy Spirit was telling me that the way that I'm handling the, mother, the matter, that's, I am the problem. And all these years I was saying, it's this guy, it's this guy, it's this guy. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit told me it was me. So I'm, sometimes I'm saying as parents, sometimes it's not the child, sometimes it's you. It's you, but I thank God that um, he pointed it out to me that the issue was, my issue wasn't the son. I was just not handling it. Not that, not that what he was doing was correct, but it's the way I was handling it. I wasn't handling it using the right approach. And so the Holy Spirit corrected that. And... Um, and, and so I'm saying that to say that sometimes it, it's us. It's us, it's us, the parents. So um, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to minister to us. Minister to us. Sometimes the fault is not the wife or the husband or the son or the daughter. Sometimes it's us. The Bible said, he that was dead sat up and begin to speak. It will speak again. Your, 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 your ministry will speak. Your marriage will speak. Your vision will come alive again. And the Bible said that um, he, Jesus, delivered him to his mother. So come and listen to part two of the teaching next week where the widow's son was resurrected from the dead and Papa God handed her son to her. And so Father God, we thank you 
for this inspirational teaching and pray that you will enlighten and open the ears of your children as our faces differ, our needs are different, our situation is a different. Minister to them as you see fit. David said, search me, O God, and know my heart and try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked ways in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. So, Papa God, I pray as your children, listen to this podcast that you will cause a change in your circumstances and situations. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Sandra saying goodbye until next week. God bless.